Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt. We got a good show for you tonight. We're going to, as always, talk some hot topics in sports. We're going to dive into the home run race between Judge and Pujols. Not really a race between right. them, but, you know, their home They're run. They're both chasing history. That's right. And, of course, we got to talk about Sarver, and we got to talk about Brett Favre. And then we're also going to get into the uh, week two recap of the NFL. NFL? Yep. And we're going to talk a little college football week three. And you can't talk football. Can't do it. We'll not. Without some good food. That's right. We're going to rank our list, our top ten list of absolute musts at a tailgate. If you don't have these foods, we ain't coming. No, no. We'll stay at home. That's right. On the couch. That's right. That's the show. That's the show. Well, you know, we always like to start our shows off with an opening toast. So we're going to start right there. And it seems like every week we're, we're toasting a legend that, that right. is either passed or retired. And yeah, here we go again. We like got one each that we're going to talk about this week. That's a legend right. that has retired and passed. That's right. Um, tennis world. The tennis, tennis world. world lost another, another one. So Roger Federer announced his retirement. 20 Grand Slam titles. 41 years old, played more than 1,500 matches. That's yeah. a lot of tennis. That's a lot of tennis. Over a 24-year career. Of course, the last couple of years, it's been hard for him to stay on the court. He's, yeah. he's been injured a lot the last few years. 40-year-old man's hard to stay healthy. But, you know, the matches between him <laughs> and Nadal – were instant class. Oh, I mean, epic. Even the doll when when Federer announced his retirement, and the doll, you know, told him how much he's going to miss competing against yeah. him, and and how much he respected him as a rival. So yeah, there wasn't a there wasn't a a, a, a shot he didn't have in his arsenal, man. And, yeah. and, but if you look at him, no, you wouldn't have thought he was. One of the greatest tennis players ever to play. Nah, he had but, a devastating backhand but for he, sure. Oh, man, he was What good. about that stretch, man? 2004 to 2007, he won 11 of 16 Grand Slams that's throughout a, that time. That, that'll never be nah. touched again, not with the competitive nature of it now for nah, sure. Nah, that's, that's, that's super impressive. That is. He's going to be missed. I know all the tennis fans out there are sad to see him go, but they also know, you know – you can't go on forever, so uh, no. He he needs to go now. Yeah. yeah. So you Great know, career. I I kind of teased about a another legend that passed. Uh, so why don't you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention the passing of Queen Elizabeth for sure. Um, yeah. I lived I lived in England. Yeah, you lived over there for lived in England throughout my teenage my early teenage your, years and your so, military brat years. Yeah, that's right. And. Uh, Grew very fond of the monarchy and and the whole English history thing while I was there. And, you know the I I don't know. I'm a, I, it's hard to talk about to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, I mean she. I, I mean will, the length of her time on yeah. the throne is just incredible. Yeah, no. I kind of feel sorry for Charles because he he gets to become king. Well, I think you know in the twilight of his uh, years, he's had he he's learned from the best. You yeah, know, he's learned from the best. She was. She was the epitome, man. Oh, they were, did you sacrifice? Did you see some of those lines? People lined up just oh, to yeah. pay their respects, like five miles. They said uh, David Beckham, the soccer player, waited in line for like seven hours. Oh yeah, there was people to, in there was people in line for eleven hours yeah. just to see, just to see her. So yeah, no, the English people, um, 
you know, the monarchy was under a lot of scrutiny for many years, mm -hmm. but she actually changed the English people's view of the monarchy. And, you know, you can say what you want to about the monarchy and what we know about today, but, I mean, she was just, she was the epitome of sacrifice and, and service and strength. And yeah. so she'd be, she'd be greatly missed. I, I know I have friends that are still living there, and I've spoken to them, you know, this morning. I woke up this morning to watch the funeral. Okay, yeah. So uh, it was it was something. So yeah, I just want to give my respects for oh, sure. Yeah. Cheers to to the Queen and and to Roger. That's it. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> That's good, man. What you sipping on? Well, you know, to, today we're doing the, the tailgating theme, and uh, so the bourbons I ch chose for us to sample tonight are kind of in that thirty dollar price range. You know, they're. They're good bourbons, but they're not, they're not going to break the bank, you know, because you're going to go to the tailgate and you're going to be passing it around. You might mix it with some Coke or, you know, something like that. So you don't want to, you know, necessarily drop a $100 bill right. on, on some bourbon to go to the <laughs> we, tailgate. We have been sipping on some, some pretty high dollar exactly. stuff, to be honest so, with you. So I'm actually sipping on, we're not rating this one tonight, but it is my favorite $30 bottle of bourbon. Yeah. I mean, I, the, I, I don't even have to ask the yeah, name. Yeah, no, the value and, and the taste for $30, yeah. Buffalo Trace Buffalo is, Trace is right up there with, with the other ones we're going to talk about tonight, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I decided to break out, you know, the Buffalo Trace tonight. As certainly, if you're if you're a bourbon connoisseur, you you know that you know the name Buffalo Trace, and you know this particular bourbon, and it's it's hard to find in a lot of areas. So, obviously, if you're new to the bourbon game, this is this is definitely a very affordable bourbon that I would jump on quickly. Yes. If you see. Oh yeah. It. If, if if they've got it, buy it. I personally think it's a touch overrated, but I, it, you can't overrate a thirty dollars exactly, bourbon. But exactly. you know what I mean. No, I, I know where you're I coming from. I think it's a little I mean, overrated you, for the for for the scarcity for the scarcity yes. of it. Yeah. Again, it's classic Buffalo Trace creating that, uh, that supply yeah, and demand. Supply and demand. They're geniuses at yeah, that. They, I mean, the Eagle Rare, Blanton's. Blanton's. You can't. You're drink, you're sipping on I'm, a, I'm on a, a buffalo trace. It's yeah. a rye. And I'm actually on the Sazerac rye, and, and and that's another one you can't find. Yeah, no, this is as far as rye goes. It's a it's a good rye. It's ninety proof. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's a little uh, it's a little hot. It's mm -hmm. a little hot, but I think it'll be good. Keep my vocals nice and <laughs> ready for tonight. Right now, it, it's it, as far as ryes go, and I, I, to our our recurring listeners, you guys know I'm not a rye guy, but. That's a good ride. That is it's one of the ride. better ones. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that means it's time to yeah. come in hot. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, you teased a little while ago that there's a couple of MLB players out there chasing after history. And uh, so we just wanted to kind of – the last couple of weeks we, we – you know, I might should have had it on the board, a little home run tracker on the board. Right. Because uh, we kind of been updating this every week. But uh, Mr. Judge – uh, just he went off for two in the in, in the game the other day, so he's up to fifty nine now. Yeah, that record that record's going down. Yeah, I believe so. He's got sixteen games left. I don't understand all the hate. What's all the hate about Judge? You know, there's a lot of you know old traditionalists that just are gonna. They're just saying Maris is still mm. the single season. You know, New York Yankee. I mean, I know they don't I, I, honor Barry Bonds, and yeah, that's another I, show yeah. we're gonna have a show about Barry Bonds. Yeah, so no, I, I understood, you know, not recognizing those accolades, but 
what Judge is accomplishing and the fact that the Yankees kind of lowballed him on contract and now he's kind of giving them the, the ultimate FU. Right. Now, 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 how much is it going to cost them to sign? Or he might walk in free agency. He you know, might. he bet on himself, and he's putting together. He's a, yeah. he's actually leading the league in home runs by like twenty two. I think is the next closest in the American League. He's leading the American League in RBIs, and he's only one point, one percentage point behind batting average. Yeah, so, so he could so actually even reach the triple, the triple crown. crown yeah one point i mean that's yeah i mean if he if he stays and he's been super hot in, in the month of september so yeah. if he stays just based on his annual pace he's at he's uh, on pace for 68 if he stays on his september pace he'll he'll, he'll break bonds's record yeah so it's no. gonna be fun to see these last couple of weeks and and where he winds up you know yeah. the only thing you gotta worry about like we talked about before is you start Gripping that bat a little tighter, you start pressing start a little bit, chasing some balls. But maybe. I think he's in such a groove that it, it, yeah, he's just so big and strong anyway. So, and then why don't you tell him where Pujols is at? Six ninety eight, six ninety eight. With uh, well, it was fourteen games left as of yesterday. This morning, no, this morning. Well, yeah, because yeah, you know, we're filming before the, the right. game started so, tonight, so it's still fourteen. So he's, games. he's it's definitely doable. Yeah, yeah he's definitely got a legit because I think uh, he was since he's been in St. Louis, his pace was like one every six games. I think. Yeah, I think you. I think you said like five, five and a half, something. something like that. So yeah. you know, I went off of that number. Right. So yeah. It's so two doable. is definitely doable. That last. That last home run. That looked. It looked a little gopherish. I didn't see it. It looked a little gopherish. I, I, I mean, heard it, about it, but I didn't see it. Pitcher didn't really get a little spin on well, that ball. It was, it, it, we talked about that, you know. That's, hey, I, I'm not if, mad about that. If the game, if the game isn't, I mean, he got robbed during COVID season, right? So, I yeah, mean, the 700 already. number was down if if right. it wasn't for that. Yeah, so, this is true. So I, I'm not mad about that. All right, well, that, those are two stand-up guys that we have much respect for. Let's, yeah. Let's move to a couple of scumbags that that we got zero respect for. Zero. I I, I had little respect for for Favre in the first place, but he was still Brett Favre. Right. But this latest this latest issue coming out. But let's start with yeah. Sarver. Let's talk about Sarver first because yeah. he's an owner, so he doesn't get quite the the publicity as uh, you know like a Hall of Fame quarterback does. So yeah. The Phoenix Suns owner, he he was found guilty of of some, you know, workplace racist, sexist. Yeah, I mean, just uh, I mean, I'm I don't know about a toxic you, work man. environment. I'm just I'm so. Well, and you know, the, a lot of these owners, they think is, they can get away. I mean, Snyder in Washington, he his stuff hadn't been settled yet, and he's done you know the same type of stuff. You know, just even the big cat here in. Yeah, in Charlotte. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, the one bef- the the one we had uh, a while back had to sell the team. Yeah, uh, what was his name? Richardson. Yeah, yeah, the big cat. Oh, you were calling him call- by his nickname? Yeah, because okay. I couldn't remember. I thought you were saying, <laughs> saying the, as far as the big boss. I got no, you. the big cat's what they called him. So, yeah, so yeah, they they forced him out, and and so he, you know, he he made advances and made comments. No different than any of these other guys, right. but yet he got forced to sell. Yeah, and I'm I'm a little I'm a little shocked that Sarver. Well, and and some of the like even Chris Paul, who plays for him, yeah, was speaking out that sure he I don't needs blame to be him. gone. LeBron James, you know, you got 
I mean, I've heard people talking of hold-ins. You know, all the players refuse to play for. I don't blame um, them. This this this. It's time. It's time. I'm so sick of these owners. Like, I'm so I mean, sick of the 55, 60 plus year old billionaires. That, billionaires that think they can of a certain skin tone. To. <laughs> I'm tired of, yeah. of. I mean, I know we said we wouldn't get political, but tonight's the night a little bit. Well, yeah, I don't think that's political. I'm tired I think that's of this just stuff, man. common this is, sense. How are we still talking? I mean, about racism and skin color, sexism, sexism, or, and. How, why are women still struggling to get paid fair pay? The same. It just it doesn't make any no, sense anymore. And no. why do these billionaires? I mean, they they've just gotten away with so much. They, they think th- they're above. They think their money can can buy them out nah, of any any wrongdoing. No, nah, there's there's probably five to ten people lined up to buy that club. You know, I think, and I'm surprised at uh, the commissioner. Because he's been really, really good. Well, but the thing about the commissioners of these pro leagues, they work for the owners. I know, but they're is, the puppet for the owners. Yeah. So, and even this commissioner came out and said, "Hey, I, you know, I, my hands are tied. I, I can't do anything." So it would take the other owners wanting this owner out, really. Right. Or, like I said, if if all the players boycott playing. Against them or for them, then then you're gonna to have to take action at that point. But somebody other than the owner or the commissioner is really gonna to have to force this to to be corrected. And we didn't even mention all he got was one year and ten million dollars. Yeah, which yeah. Ten, ten million dollars to him is probably like ten bucks. Honestly, ten million dollars. He he makes ten million. He makes ten million on a good weekend. Yeah, <laughs> right. So. Yeah, it's just I don't have any I don't have any patience for for that crap anymore. To be honest with you, I never did. But it now that it's coming to light, it's it's, it's just I mean it's just time to move past right. these guys. I mean everybody should be respected equally. Yeah, it ain't about how much money you make. It ain't about the color of your skin. Your shouldn't your, be your sex, your religion. None of that should, should factor should into be. any of it. Mm-mm. And then you got Mr. Mister Copperfit or whatever the, whatever those commercials he does. Brett Favre and his, we'll, we'll say it, alleged, but... Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's alleged. There's some pretty there's damning evidence. Pretty damning evidence with uh, the governor. Yeah, but uh, his involvement in the Mississippi welfare scandal. So basically, he misappropriated funds to get his alma mater he a says volleyball misappropriated facility. I say stole <laughs> uh, <laughs> allegedly <to> tr- stole <laughs> come on Brett come on man are you serious yeah so so these funds were basically 86 million dollars the federal government gives to Mississippi each year to help reduce poverty the most impoverished State, state in, in the country, in the country, and the the government's trying to help them out, and they're pulling fast ones, taxpayers' money, and moving this playing a shell game and moving this money around, and you know, giving it to for a volleyball court, and and there's people out there that that are homeless and hungry, and a volleyball court where his daughter is on the team, is on the team going to yeah. play, yep, and we're only talking five million. 
Right. Roughly five million for the for the facility. So where's the rest? Where what what we what are we doing here? Oh yeah, there's this... man made over a hundred million in his career. Right. Well, you know, and what I heard about that is a lot of times you have these figureheads that raise capital. They don't donate capital, and I and I get that if it, if you're doing it the right way and for the right causes. Right. But no. but stealing from the poor. I mean, he's 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 the opposite of Robin Hood. <laughs> The complete opposite. <laughs> complete. Except, you know, he probably does wear tights. They're yeah. copper fit tights. Exactly. God almighty. But, man. you know, this ain't his first no, inappropriate not. behavior. You it's know, there not. was that whole scandal with uh, the New York Jets reporter. Right, him, right. Him sending inappropriate pic- And, you know, all his... Every time he gets caught in these scandals, it's, it's because of his text messages. <laughs> so, you know, he text messaged uh, Jen Sturger back there when he was... You know, sending her inappropriate pictures. There was a couple of massage therapists. I guess Deshaun Watson learned Deshaun from from, learned uh, from him from Brett Favre. But yeah, this this is not his first outing. And Shannon uh, Sharp would like to meet him in an alley somewhere. Shannon Sharp has said some pretty oh yeah pretty strong and words you know, he, about Brett Favre, and I know he has inside info on Brett Favre because right. his brother his brother well, but, was one of his best receivers. Yeah, and Shannon just. Uh, was it prostate cancer? I'm not sure. I, I caught the tail end of something uh, this weekend, and uh, but I think he said he's cancer free now. Mm. So that's and that, that I'm going off script here. Sure. <laughs> but you. you mentioned Shannon Sharp, and I like Shannon Sharp. Yeah, yeah, I do. I've too. always he's, liked him. He's him. real. He's yeah, 100 he keeps, yeah, real. He keeps and, it really, and he's accurate. He keeps Skip Bayless in his place. <laughs> yeah, that's a full time job. No, he's accurate. He's good, man. I like his takes for sure. I mean. All right, well, let's – let's. Uh, That's I think we've given these two scumbags enough airtime. Uh, but while we're talking about football, let's just dive right into uh, our NFL recap. Let's do it. And it was uh, some exciting, exciting games this weekend. And I don't know if you heard it, but there was um, two large birds were, were sighted flying over to Baltimore Football Stadium this weekend. Yeah, it was Tua saying, Tua. fuck you to all the haters. <laughs> Tua! Tua, but, what, what's up? What's up to all the people out there that... You know, I... I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy. Listening to the radio today, coming home from work, they're still shading them. Oh, it was one game. Oh, he's still well, not a franchise. And so I agree. It is I agree. only one game, but I agree. it's still another, it's still another example of, of his accuracy. Mm-hmm. Of his ability to to throw receivers into positions, open positions. I mean, if you watch Tua enough, you know he's Ty, – Tyreek didn't lie. Right. The man's accurate. Well, it, they said, well, he underthrew the deep balls, and the other balls <laughs> that were contested, it was the wide receiver. It wasn't that Tua put it in the right place. Yeah, okay. I don't understand. This kid didn't come out of college – with an attitude. He wasn't brash. He wasn't precocious. Complete opposite. Nicest kid you could ever meet. I don't understand why he's such a polarizing figure that everybody wants to either either you can't stand him and you beat him down and his game sucks or or you're a fan of him and you believe it. I mean, there's no middle road it doesn't seem like. Well, it seems it seems that way with Alabama in general, you know. You know, just, I, I was I was thinking, you either is love it, us or it, you is, hate is, us. Is it an Alabama hate thing? But I then think, you but then you look at Mac Jones. 
Yeah, but he ain't still, setting the world on fire. No, but but he doesn't. You're right. You're he, talking about media now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. media loves him, but they roast too, and they're they're essentially about the same quarterback. I mean, I mean they're both never, winners. We never had good quarterbacks <laughs> except for when we were all not alive. Right. Right. So I mean, so I don't. I don't. Look, I, don't I mean, get everyone it. should be happy with a Bama quarterback being good, but yeah. I mean, I get it about Tua to a degree. You well, know that he had all these accolades and I mean everybody had had put him on a pedestal right and he did have some flaws well and I think he does have flaws yeah, oh absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't have the strongest arm and he's he's not tall so and he's he's not blazing fat but you, you know. don't have to have the strongest arm if you deliver the ball well, look, accurately and in spots look at look at some of the greatest quarterbacks in history Tom Brady Joe Montana Drew Brees None of them were physically gifted athletes, but they were all winners. And, yeah. and you know, it, it it's not necessarily what you have, it's what you do with it, you know. Sure. You know speaking of winning, th- I found this stat interesting. So the first, the three first-round quarterbacks from Tua's draft class, right. 2020, Tua's 15-8, and eight, a 652 win percentage. Herbert is 16 and 18. So he, he's not even a, having even won half his games. With a better team. With better supporting cast, exactly. And Burrow, 12, 14, and 1, 446. I'm going to give Burrow a Burrow's little offensive line I'm is trash. Give him and, a he did, slack, and he man. did take his team to the Super Bowl. But it's them two are, are viewed, yeah, because they've got right. the, the, they're, they're the prototypical, you know, athlete for a quarterback. But. Bottom line, it comes down to winning. There is no more prototype NFL quarterback. I mean, look across the league. No, yeah, yeah, this is true. You got you got Gidget. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. No, ever. all the way to Josh Allen. I mean, I'm gonna call Josh Allen. You know, he's six five. He's the prototype, the older yeah, prototype. I mean, that, yeah, that's what everybody would want. Well, now he's not really prototype because of his running ability. So he well, he can run. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. That makes him not even prototype. Well, that, that makes him special. <laughs> it makes him special. But, no, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. There's no prototype no more. I mean, if Kyler Murray can be paid and can excel and do the things he does, right. you know, Tua, there's a there's there's room for Tua. And I, I, just, I just keep, well, and, keep and, enjoying watching him progress. And also, uh, it came out today, the, the current – MVP odds, and like I was saying earlier, let's not overreact over one game. Right. But he moved into the top ten <laughs> as far as best hey. odds to win the, the league MVP. That's cool. But yeah, I, the 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 game between uh, him and Cheetah and uh, and Waddle, the stats they put up were incredible. Yeah. Uh, since 2011, teams were 0 and 711. <laughs> when trailing by 21 or more points in the fourth quarter. Dang. So they're the, they, they broke that string. They're the first ones. They, that's still to, pretty lopsided uh, statistic. Yeah, yeah, yep. But uh, – No, nah, and, you know, the, the talk prior to the season starting was, was there going to be enough balls for Waddle and the Cheetah? Yeah. And yet two is well, able to distribute that. When you throw 50 times – and they almost had identical stats. Right, Cheetah right. and the Penguin. Uh Cheetah was 11 for 190 for two touchdowns, and Waddle was 11 for 171 for two touchdowns. And this also was the first time that 
a quarterback went for over 450 and had two receivers that went over 170. Yeah. So, so they set that record. Andy Andy joined some pretty illustrious people for six touchdowns in a well, game. Well, he tied the Dolphins record right. with Mr. Marino. Not bad company so, to keep. Yeah. Not but, bad uh, company to keep. When you finally, you finally have given him some tools, some weapons – Still a little bit of a makeshift O-line. The O-line is definitely – Can you it, imagine this team after – well, their draft's going to suck next well, year. Well, they still get one but first. they still get one yeah. first. They're going to spend that on a line. Yeah, tonight. they're going to need a guard because yep. they, they got they got their tackles now, so they need the interior. We'll but, get into that in our well, mock you know, that's, draft. That's what I – you know, Tua was being rated on his first two years. His sure. first year, he should have never been on the field. Never should have played. He's coming off an injury that would have ended most people's careers. Yeah. Give him a year to get healthy. So that year, he should have never even touched the field. Sure. Last year, worst O-line in the league. He had like two seconds to throw. And his best receiver, Devontae Parker, is now down in, in, I mean, in New England. And he I don't even think he's got I think he's got like one catch on the season so he's far. He's a wide receiver four at yeah, best. Yeah. So you're you're grading this kid on being injured, rushed in there, and having a terrible O-line and and not any support from his coaching staff. No. I mean, give Zero. him a fair shot before you. Yeah. You know, he may turn out not to be a, a franchise quarterback. No. I mean, I don't. Th- I think we, he will. We but. we knew Tua before everyone else did. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Let's quit beating that horse. Tua's Tua's gonna prove everybody wrong. I I, I know it. I just I, know it in my I mind. Agree. Well, that was one hell of a comeback, and then there was two other games. Uh, the uh, Jets. Yeah, how about that? Cleveland. Cleveland, that's got to be the worst clock management in the history of football. First of all, if Chubb goes down, they can run the clock out. Yep. He doesn't go down. They give up a a long touchdown pass. I mean, I don't even know who they were thinking of covering. I mean, that was a collapse. I mean, I know the D coordinators on on thin ice now over that for sure. Right. Onside kick. Then they recovered on. I mean, everything that. Yay for the Jets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yay for. And Flacco. Yeah, but you know, you know what? I mean, to me, the NFL right now, it's a lot of surprise teams going mm-hmm. on. I mean, your men, the G-men. Right. I mean, I think they're still winning a little ugly. Right. I mean, I think they're still going to finish I mean, with I'm a losing still not, record. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean. The, they do the, have one of the easiest schedules they in the do. league, though. The so. Giants. The yeah. Cowboys. I mean, I know the Cowboys were dealt a little bit of a blow with Dak, right. but I'm I'm telling you, I think. Uh, okay, um, I told you about the Cooper Rush can keep things together. Yeah, I told you about the 711 uh, game streak when you were trailing by 21. So what the Jets overcame, it was 2,229 straight wins for teams <laughs> trailing by. That were up by 13 with two minutes left. So, I don't. That doesn't make sense to me though, because you would think there'd been at least five games in 2,000 games that somebody scored and got an onside kick right, and scored right. again. Not that it was hmm. well, and I mean it, it has happened before, but the the, the current right. streak still was that's that, still a lot was of that damn 2, games. Well, yeah. But I thought that was interesting. I, I was, I mean, Flacco, Flacco, you know, Flacco liked when he finds a receiver, he likes a receiver. You ever notice that that he sticks to one guy, like their their rookie Garrett Wilson. Right. I mean, he put up some big numbers. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, what do you do when 
when what's his name Zach comes back. What's his name Zach? Zach Wilson. Wilson. When yeah. Zach Wilson comes back, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, if Flacco, let's just say hypothetically, well, of course they're only one and one, right? So. But let's say hypothetically they're three and two. I mean, you got to evaluate. You got to evaluate that at the time. Sure. What the the good thing about that is, it might buy you a little more time where you can let you let Zach Wilson that's, make sure he's healthy. That's the point, and 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 you know those kind of those kind of quarterbacks where the, where you put them in a little too early. Mm-hmm. And the game was a little too fast. Seeing it from the sideline after you've been in right. helps to process things a little bit better. It's kind of like with Trey Lance now going out. I mean, I hate it that he's going out, but honestly, that might be the – I don't want to say that's the best thing for San Fran, but I think San Fran becomes another back-to-the-playoff contention that I thought they were yeah, with they, Jimmy G. They got lucky that uh, they didn't trade Jimmy G. Absolutely. Because first of all, Lance wasn't ready, and uh, and I think they knew that. I think they knew that. You know, that's why they stood still on. I mean, I know a lot. I of, just don't of, think they were giving in. I think everybody was convinced they were going to cut Jimmy G because mm. of the salary, and they were just. And then they didn't have to pay Jimmy G twenty million dollars. Right. They could bring him in. But then Jimmy G renegotiated, so he basically was cut and re-signed with San Fran for like I think seven million. So now I mean San Fran is looking perfect, uh, and yeah, I do agree that I think well, now they, they good ownership, man, good ownership, good GM, good coach. But I do think they're now in a better position to succeed. You know, yeah, I, I definitely uh, think so. I hate that Trey Lance broke his ankle. He did have surgery today, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Posted that you know everything went well, but uh, um, yeah. And the Chargers, the Chargers. I think the Chargers might be in a little bit of trouble because I mean I think this Herbert injury. I think he's going to play through it, but I mean oh, you could tell he was. You could tell he was yeah, in pain. He was in I mean, pain, and that's a lingering injury. Yeah, that's a lingering injury. So I mean, if 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 he has trouble with his arm and throwing the ball, I mean I. Honestly, I think the Chargers, they're, they're in well, really trouble. Well, and it's the rib that's exposed because it's, it's, it's opposite of his throwing arm. Gotcha. So it's the one that is basically yeah. where the defender is mm-hmm. going to hit him coming in on that rush. So, And there again, you, you admire these, guys, these, these men's toughness, but sometimes you got to protect them from themselves. Well, sometimes the, the, the team needs to protect them. That's from, what I'm saying. Um, yeah, because yeah. yeah. they, you know, they will They're going to go out there and they play. They got the juices they want Exactly. Play. So that's where the team has to look at their investment. And, you know, if, if we're going to be a, a contender for the next 15 years, we can't take a chance on getting him hurt, you know, risking it for, for one game or two games or whatever it is. Right, yeah, well, we talked about some surprises. What about these? What about the? What about Cincy? Yeah. What about? Uh, that's what I've got. Indy. That's what I've got. Both of those teams listed. In the cha- would you have them uh, in the AFC, AFC championship? championship? And you I, know what the statistic is if they go zero and three? I don't know the statistic, but I know it's not good. The the two you just mentioned, I, I've got a category: cause for concern. Yeah, big time. Joe Burrow's been sacked thirteen times in two games. You want to talk about protecting your franchise? Well, was last year he was 50, oh, yeah. 50 times in the season, so he's on pace for. So that's thirteen in two games. So six point five times seven. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. not gonna make it through the season. I mean, you're at you're at a hundred. 
I mean, yeah, he's he's already had a major knee injury. He had, he had the appendix removal right before the season started. He's taken a beating back there. They got to they got to fix that O line. They're, they're in they trouble. Got to do something because they're in trouble. O and two. And like you said, they got the Colts. Colts. They tie the Texans in Week One, and then they get shut out by the Jaguars. Which the Jaguars seem to own the Colts for whatever I reason. Know, that That's true. who cost That's them true. the playoffs last year. That's true. But yeah, I mean, I I thought they were on the cusp last year. I felt like they upgraded a quarterback, bringing in Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. But that's no. <laughs> looking completely opposite so far this year. He's he's looking really good. Uh, but uh, so I thought, you know, no brainer. They're going to win that division. But uh, that pick might come back and bite me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Owen. Well, well, Owen one and one. Right. I have Owen two, but they yeah, they actually tied tie. that first game. All right. Yeah. How about uh, how about your boy Baker? You still back in Baker? <laughs> My, I don't know why I even talk about quarterbacks, to be honest with you. No, I mean, okay, let's talk Baker. All right. Uh, you know, of course, he played my Giants this weekend. Yeah, you watched every snap. 14 of 29 for 145 and a touchdown. Now, he was good on the ground. He kept some drives alive. He was 6 for 35 on the ground. And I, I'll give, I will give him a little credit. There was some bad... Drops. Was some bad drops. I mean, wide receivers should have had the first down. They turned their head upfield before completing the catch. But he also had some bad um, offline throws. Well, so so he's not historically inaccurate. I went back and looked at the numbers. Right. Historically speaking, he's not inaccurate. But he does have happy feet. He vacates the pocket. That's always been the knock on him. Right. That he likes to run around a little too one much. One done, one reading. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he, he struggles post snap. I don't know. I do know yesterday he was he was wild. Um, I you know the the little bit I focused in on him. You know, he vacated some pockets that I felt like were there still. And if he would have just climbed the pocket, that would have given that extra half a second for for any number of his receivers to come open. Right. And he's throwing he's he's throwing faster than he needs to into these tight windows, which is forcing his in, his inaccuracy. And so what I knew you'd come at me with this. <laughs> I knew you'd come at me with this. So I didn't build a whole argument about it. Right. Because I know what my argument is. And my argument is right now he's pressing. He's pressing because He's he feels the weight of of the Queen City on his shoulders because he's supposed to be the guy. So I think he's pressing. I still have faith in Baker to be a good quarterback. I never had faith in him to be great. Right. Don't put words in my I mouth. I didn't say that. I didn't but say that. I still think he can be really good. And you know, bottom line is is they've been in every game. He hasn't made any critical mistakes. You know, and his arm. His arm angle has not ever been good, so he gets a lot of batted balls. Right, and you can't really fix that. They, right. you know, I'm sure I'm not a. I mean, I'm not a quarterback coach, I, although I should be, because <laughs> maybe I would be better at picking quarterbacks. <laughs> anyway, I got a good record because I knew Tua was going to be good. Okay. Give me some cred. <laughs> I knew Dak was going to be a huge value pick where he was drafted. Right, I was right about that. That might be another show. 
Let's talk about the things I've been right about <laughs> with quarterbacks versus everything I've not been right about. But the ones I've not been right about are more fun That's right. than the ones I've been Absolutely. right about. I get it. Yes, I'm still backing Baker, <laughs> and I still like the Panthers' defense. And I, I mean, they got a tough schedule. I, I think they're – I don't see rule. No, I definitely don't see – I mean, the media it. is all over yeah. him. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I – I don't. I just don't get it. With how did how did that guy impress Tepper in an interview to get a job? Well, and you know he was after he interviewed Pittsburgh here. Now after here he was supposed to go interview for the Giants, and he supposedly right. was the the Giants' top pick. And Tepper didn't let him leave because he but, thought the Giants wanted him. Oh, but he was a Penn State dude. Well, Rule. He, he coached at Penn State. I don't know all his track record. You know, I think he's was, up from that northeast area, yeah. Temple, yeah. Penn State. I, I know he had some time at Penn State, so maybe with Tepper's Pittsburgh connections, well, yeah, there's a reason for him to like Rule. But honestly, I don't see – I agree. I don't see Rule making it. I don't think he should. I just don't think he should. He's not dynamic. Yeah. There's nothing dynamic about him. I mean, he – was successful in college, but he hasn't been able to translate that over into the pros. That's no. for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, you were talking about happy feet, and that's what scares me about Burrow. You know, like you look back to Derek Carr when right. he took that beating. Then you start. You're looking at the rush, and you're not keeping your eyes downfield. Yeah. Oh yeah, it changes your whole mentality as yeah. a quarterback. So, I mean, if you can't stand back there in the pocket confidently and scan the field, you're not going to be successful. If you have to be looking at where where's the next blitzer coming from, where's the next rusher, where am I going to get hit, <laughs> you're not going to be successful. They they got to figure that out in Cincinnati. Now they're getting him killed. They're getting him killed. That's all I have, NFL. I mean, I got, there's some good games. Yeah, out. yeah, there, I, I, I know. Yeah, I noted three games that I'm looking forward to. Really looking forward to next week. Of course, two of them involve the teams I like to watch. Sure, the Bills and the Dolphins. I think is going to be a. I got that one. A big game. You know, that's that's a that, crucial game. That, that's that's for control of the East. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, because both Miami them, too. Yeah. If, if the Bills win tonight, they'll both be undefeated. This one is at Miami, and it, it'll be a, you know Miami. Last year, they, their last nine games, they went eight and one. But that one game was an ass whooping where they didn't even look like they should have been on the same field with mm. the Buffalo Bills. So this will be a good measuring uh, stick to see. Yeah. You know, and I don't even think it's about whether they win or not. I think it's about can they be can on they, the same can field? Can they play with them? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's I mean, what I'm looking for. I'm not necessarily looking for them to win, although I think it's in Miami and I think they can get a win. But I'm really more con- looking at how do they hold their own against the best in the NFC. Yeah, because yeah, right now it seems like it's early on. I, I realize it's early, but it looks like it's the Bills and the Chiefs. And so yeah, yeah. the Dolphins have a chance. Well, to- I mean, you saw what the Bills did on opening night to the, the – yeah. Defending champs, right? So I mean, there, there, there's, there's, there's tiers out there, and this will help Miami determine what tier are they in. Yep, I you agree. Know, I think they're definitely a playoff team, but are they a true contender? We'll find out next week. I, I, I like, I like Green Bay at Tampa. Bay. That's who I had next. Also, uh, Brady, Brady versus Rodgers. We probably got the three same games. I bet. Yeah, I like. We I like, do. We do. I think uh, you know. Right now, of course, my Vikings look good. 
uh, mm-hmm. week one, beat Green yeah. Bay handily. Green they'll Bay. Have a, they'll have a good good challenge on this Monday night tonight with yeah, uh, the Eagles. Hopefully, be hopefully the Vikings handle business and still look good. Right. Green Bay. You know, we got a chance maybe this this next week against Tampa at Tampa to see if uh, if Green Bay if that first week was just kind of a blip on the radar. Right. You know, so so we'll see. I mean, I still saw some struggles, but. For some reason, I mean, what's the deal? How, how do you not, as a as a coach, offensive coordinator, how do you not know that your best player, not the quarterback, your best running back mm-hmm. slash best player, he's got to have at least 20 touches. Right. Minimum. How do you not know that? Like Christian McCaffrey, week one, four touches in the first half. How do you? I mean, I realize you want to put him on a pitch count because he's right. been hurt. Right. But four touches? No, you got you got to find a way to get it. And and if 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 you're worried about injury, get it to him in space where you're not pounding him up the middle. You know, he's exactly. not built for that. Well, I, you know, yesterday the Packers got him involved. Yeah. So, and he had a great game. Right. Um, and then you know, yeah, I think he had two touchdowns. Did yeah, he? he had two. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, we do have the exact same three games. The the third one being next Monday night game. Uh, yeah, I figured you would add Dallas that one, but I, th- I think that is a pretty pretty good. I mean, it's a it's a big game between it's a, it's a big two game for the and, NFC. And, yeah. and, you know, it'll be good to. Uh, I mean, if the Eagles lose tonight, I mean, I know it's not a conference game, but right. if the Eagles lose tonight, yeah, they'll be well, one it's and a one. Conference game, but not a division. Not a game. division game. Yeah, yeah, the Giants will be sitting in first place by themselves if mm-hmm. the Eagles lose. Mm-hmm. So that'll, uh, you know, it'll be, you know, I, you know, we talked a little earlier. I, I'm still not rah rah thinking thinking my G men are are the team to beat. But uh, well, the Panthers, the Panthers handled Saquon pretty good yesterday. They did. They did. Daniel Jones scrambled around, made a big play. We with still, his legs, yeah. So we still got issues with our wideouts. Yep. But our defense with with Wink Martindale leading the way. They're they're looking legit. Yeah, I mean, defense uh, looks really good. So if we can get 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 the wide out, get the passing game going a little bit better, Danny Dimes keeps making some improvements. It'd be a good test for them against the Cowboys defense next. You know, the Cowboys, it, their issues has been on the offensive side, not not yeah. the defensive side. So their it, running game looked pretty good yesterday. Yeah, um, the Zeke actually looked pretty good yesterday. This game may be very similar to the Giants Panthers game, where it's a lot of really good defense and low scoring on offense. So we'll see, but I am looking forward to it. So those, that's funny that we picked the same, same, Out three. Of all the games, all the games we could have picked. We picked these and we put it, we had in the same had exact in order. Same order too. <laughs> well, I went right off the top of the schedule and just oh, went okay. down and you probably did the same thing. And yeah. so as each game, each game jumped out to me, I put right. it down. Yeah. That, that, that's what I did too. So that is funny. All right. Well, uh, Let's uh, move on to uh, yeah, let's, college football. Let's do it. And there, there again, there was some uh, some crazy finishes in college football. And uh, I put down right here, what is in the water in Boone? Victories. And 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 if you want to talk water in a duck pond, it's the students jumping in and, <laughs> and celebrating after they win. Victories, man. They had a big time up in But it, that was a great weekend for little Boone. Boone is a great little town. Town, North Carolina mountains. Yep, and uh, I I usually don't. I usually have game day on, but I usually don't 
sit down and watch it. I'm doing other things, getting ready for the tailgate, for the game, whatever, and I've got it on in the background. But I actually sat and watched almost the whole show, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best game day episodes I've ever seen. The stories they were telling, the history of of, of Boone and, and stuff like that. Um, Luke Combs yeah. was the guest picker, and he did an awesome job. What did he finish? Do you know? I, I tried to find that today, and mm. I couldn't find it. Uh, he actually – it was funny because him and Lee Corso pretty much picked the opposite on every single game, and their banter back and forth was classic. I mean, it was yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually. It I didn't was, get to see it. It I was didn't. good. Um, so yeah, and, and then you go to the game, and uh, it comes down to a fifty-nine yard hail mary, or you know they 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 they're coming off of you know scoring forty points and almost coming back and beating North Carolina in week one. Should have won. Right. We've talked about right. that two weeks in a row. Then they go to Texas A and M and beat the Texas A and M. In Texas a and Number six in yeah. the country. And then they come home, host college games. Of course, Desmond, your Michigan boy, he was saying this could be a game to, you know, upset alert here because you've been told all week how great you are, college game day is coming here, and you start, you know, and they almost did lay an egg on the field if they it did. wasn't for that, that Hail Mary, but – Rat poison, man. Yeah, Rat poison. but they just seem like they've captured America's hearts and uh, – Everybody loves to pull for them, right? Well, now. they haven't. They haven't captured my heart because I'm. <laughs> You'll I'm, ne- they'll never get yours. No, nah, I'm so sick of hearing about the the Michigan game. Right. But, but it, you know, if you if 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 they hold on to that two point conversion, and luck out and win that first game, where are they where are they we ranked? might be talking about them as the Cincinnati, Cincinnati for this year. year. Yeah, and I think we still might. Yeah, we still might. I mean, I they they they're legit. Yeah. They're legit, man. I mean, they've got uh, the you know the Clemson quarter, uh, transfer quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, sure. they've got a, a five star uh, quarterback. So and and yeah, they man, were actually found playing a home at App State. They were actually playing this weekend with uh, some of their linebackers hurt. So they the, the last two weeks actually, hmm. I think they got hurt in the, the North Carolina game. I think he's twenty four years old too. The quarterback. Uh, I think he's twenty four. I'm not sure. He's old. <laughs> he's old for college quarterback. Did he do something before? Well, he's bounced everywhere. He went to Clemson. He went to Duke. Yeah. I think he's 24. We'll have to check on that, but I'm pretty sure. All right. What else you want to talk about in college football? Well, I mean, I I was just going to talk about the top five. All right. Well, before you – one other thing before we get into the top five. uh, I don't know if you heard Herm Edwards got fired. I did. I did. He got fired. Yeah. But apparently – you know they're under some major investigations Huge. up there, and they lost like five assistant coaches during the off season. And, and players, mass transfers. Yeah, yeah, players. They all skipped town, and yeah, it's, it's a mess at ASU. It is a mess. A I mess. think. Uh, I think lack of institutional control has been thrown around. Right. So there's a lot of recruiting violations. So yeah, you know yeah. he wasn't going to be coaching in 2023 anyway. Right. And so. Yeah, I don't know who would want that mess up there. I mean, I see Harston's like number one on their list. I guess he's got ASU ties, and um, I guess they figure Auburn's going to yeah, get rid of he's, him. He's, he's on the hot seat. <laughs> oh, Feinbaum's so, already trying to run him, drive him out of town. Feinbaum so, actually gave Harbaugh some praise yesterday. Yeah, that's rare. 
Um, yeah, let's 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 talk about the top five. Um, okay, that's what we did last week. I right, think we right. Might as well stick to that. I I was going to start off with Clemson. Yeah, yeah. DJ looked a little better. But, uh, he's uh, still fifty-seven point eight yeah. QBR. I mean, I I still I I have Clemson still has large question marks. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean they're, they're, I, I think Oklahoma and USC and Clemson are all interchangeable at this point. Right. And I I would maybe say USC. Might not be because they got the better quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Oklahoma's maybe on upset alert this weekend. We'll talk about that at the end of this segment. Okay. Right. Uh, but I, I think Clemson's in trouble. I mean, I don't, I just don't, I don't think they're, I, again, I think the ACC's kind of a toss up. Well, they, they're going to have a tough one this weekend. Yeah. They have to go to Wake. Yeah. Um, now, Wake did struggle with Liberty if it wasn't for stopping a two-point conversion at the end of that game. I don't know what to think about Wake. Yeah. At, at, uh, you know, were they, were they overlooking Liberty thinking too much about Clemson? You Probably. Know, sometimes that happens. So. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. They got them at home. so Right. So, I mean, yeah, if they're going to do it, this will be the time to do it. Uh, so, yeah, Clemson's got – this game this week and then NC State next week. Yep. So we'll, we'll, yes. we should find out a little bit more about Clemson over these next two weeks. Getting into some good ones. Michigan. Michigan at number four. You know uh, what? You know what? They're not. They've played a horrible schedule. They've, they've played a horrible schedule, but they've handled their business. But it's almost like they're kind of just over here. <laughs> you yeah. know, they're not – nobody's really talking about them. What's your notes on Michigan over there? I just oh, laying in the laying bushes. Laying in the bushes. You know, they're kind of – they're on a down low. You know, That's a good place to lay. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I wish mm-hmm. Alabama could be there sometimes. but Never. Never. But, uh, yeah, I just – you don't hear a lot about them. Nobody's really ta- – you know, people talking about the top three or then they're talking about the struggles of, of you know, Clemson. And, so, Michigan is just kind of – out there and uh, scares me a little bit about Michigan because they've looked so good in every phase of the game. I mean, they have the Lou Groza Award kicker. They got a great kicking game. Mm-hmm. Defense is phenomenal. Offense looks really, really good. They can run it. They can throw it. The quarterback can extend plays. He he looks like he's smart with the ball this year. They have everything, yeah. you know, but they just have, their schedule scares yet. me. Their schedule scares yeah, me. Usually, they get after little three, tour this yeah, weekend. Usually, after yeah, that's true. They got they're they're gonna start hitting Big Ten now. They got Maryland, then they got uh, Michigan State. After that, is that right, or am I jumping ahead too? I don't or, know. I don't have their schedule memorized. Yeah, I looked at it, but I can't. Remember. Yeah, I do know they got. Uh, it's coming they, up in I October do, for sure. It's yeah, in October. Yeah, do, they do have Maryland, so. And usually after three weeks, you've played at least one nah. decent team. Yeah, I know. But I, uh, their schedule's been weak. But they've handled business. They have handled business. Yeah, that, and that's what I said. I said, you know, they're, they're, ta- they're taking care of their business. They haven't really played anybody, but but they are handling in their business. Ohio State. Looked like their offense clicked. Stroud, right now I got him as the – you know, leader for the Heisman. You know, I know it's early. We talked yeah. about we talked about it in our in our pre-production meeting that uh, we don't really want to give out any awards or favorites yet. We'll wait till mid-season and, and hand out some mid-season awards. But he looks good. I mean, he he's been clicking with. Uh, first, it was Smith and Jigba, and he gets hurt, and then Harrison Jr. Yeah. doesn't skip a beat. Gonna and, be two uh, first round. Oh yeah, wide yeah. 
No, they, and they, they got a great running back. Um, yeah, so. yeah, they look they look good. They look like they're coming together defensively. They they they're going to be sound. Yeah, more sound. But I think they hang their hat more on outscoring. Where's people. the uh, Where's the Michigan Ohio State game this year? Ohio State. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's at the largest toilet bowl in the country. <laughs> looks like a toilet too. Have you ever seen it from the yeah, air? One of those. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a toilet. I mean. They think it's a nice stadium, but I, I think it looks like a toilet. But, but so 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 Bama, we we handled business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was what what I thought it would be. Uh, there's still some sloppiness out there. It needs to still yeah. be fixed. Uh, we did cut the penalties down from 15 to six. <laughs> punt return game looked awesome. I think yeah. we set a record for uh, punt yeah. return yardage. But yeah. there again, you're a school you're, record. You're playing uh, ULM, so right. Yeah, no, I think uh, temper your excitement. I, I think Jacory Brooks is is kind of carving out a, a a role where you know he early in the first couple games he wasn't getting as many looks his way, and then I think the end of of the Texas game and then this game, I think he even got to start in this game. So yeah, I think with him and Holden on the outside, you know, if we can get JoJo Earls. Back to doing some light practicing. I don't think we see JoJo or Harold next week either. I yeah, think probably not. I think we're waiting Wait for Arkansas. Yeah, waiting for Arkansas game, which bothers me a little bit because they'll be a little rusty. Right. I mean, we just right now, you know, we're we're lacking that that field stretcher. Yep. And that's 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 showing up. Yeah, it's showing well, up. We've got one more tune-up game, uh, and it's no no gimme. I mean, Vandy's no. what. Three and one, or no, they got two a good, and one. good quarterback. Three and one, I think. Uh, Certainly I mean, not going to be an easy, easy game like it always has been. But right. I mean, if we don't, if we don't beat them by thirty, I mean, we're favored by forty. Yeah, so. if we don't, well, I, I threw out thirty. You yeah. know, I'm happy if we win. You know, thirty-eight to three, thirty-eight to ten. Yeah. You know, I could care less about Vegas. No, nah, yeah, so. I don't, I don't, I don't ever gamble on Bama, so I, the line doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I don't ever gamble. <laughs> okay, Mr. Poker. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, we, we got some – we got some – we're in trouble. What? Alabama. What, Georgia? We're just in trouble in general right now. I, I really thought we were going to be I thought we better would be, than this. Yeah, I thought we would be looking like what I mean, Georgia's let, looking like. Let's not dance around it. You know, let's not – I really thought we were going to be better than oh, this. Oh, I did too. I thought I what, mean, what, Bryce, Georgia, what Georgia's doing – Week after week, that's what I expected us to do this year. I I thought we were gonna just manhandle, you know, dominate both sides of the ball. Kind of bothers me. It bothers you know. I like the transfer portal, mm-hmm. but it bothers me that our best players in the last few years right. have come from the transfer portal. That bothers me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know. I'm going to I'm going to throw out some defense here too. I mean, what coaching staff has been decimated more than Nick Saban's? No. I mean, look at Kirby. Kirby's developed a program. Lane Kiffin, look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not going to be an easy game. No, no. Ole Miss is not going to be ranked 20th when they roll around to Tuscaloosa. So, I mean, our coaching staff has been decimated and I think that's affected our development right obviously and i i think uh you know maybe some of the replacements aren't doing quite as good at at, at coaching i'm talking like 
Bill O'Brien. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. We we took a huge step his, down from his, his, Lane Kiffin. We thought we took a big step down to Sark to Sark, but Sark is a dynamic yeah. play oh, yeah. developer and caller. Yeah, and Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Oh, look, he just ran another wide receiver screen. <laughs> I mean, Nick has done a great he I mean, how many coach of the years should he honestly have oh. considering I mean, I realize At least we're 10. Alabama, and you know our cupboards are always full. But I mean, that's to, because of the work he puts in on to, the recruitment. To get to get your coaching staff poached the way we have Mario Cristobal. Oh yeah. I mean Mel. Mel up Tucker. In, Mel, yeah, Tucker Mel Tucker up in Michigan State. The, who, who you're playing next weekend? Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. His, his. Lock, Loxley. Loxley. Yep. I mean, look at – I mean, it's just – it's it's all over the place. And so, I mean, but we got to get by it. Napier, we got to get past it. Napier at Florida. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, we got we got some trouble in Tuscaloosa, but, you know, we're still good. We're yeah. still Alabama. That's right. Georgia. I mean – Like I said. I don't know what to say. They, I mean, they got the – they got They problem. look good. They look good. I'm going to have to put Brock up there in the Heisman run. I mean, he's legit, man. Yeah, he's, he can't cover him. Who's going to cover him? I don't no, understand it. I, and you ever, you ever really pay attention to how he runs? I mean, he runs like a damn Crow Magnon, man. I yeah, mean, he just he plods. He plods, <laughs> but he's so fast. Yeah, he's, but he's no, on he's, a fifty-fifty ball. It's it's over. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I've I've said it on it. You know, from from the. First time I saw him, I'm a fan of his. Yeah, it, absolutely. I he, like his. I like his game, and I and I really like Stetson Bennett. You know, Stetson Bennett. I'm I'm happy for because the Georgia fans almost ran him out of town right. last year, in the year that they won the national championship. Yeah. I mean, I, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's no, legit. He's, Georgia's he, legit. They're strong in all phases. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I've been impressed with them. They. they uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be hard to beat. They're clearly number one. They're clearly number one. Oh yeah, I, I guess I, I concede Oops. that point. Got some good games though. Yeah, I mentioned this one game. I think Baylor at Iowa State. That's upset alert for me. Yeah, because Iowa State's playing good ball. I started to put that game down, but I I went with all ranked teams. I got you. Um, so the first one I got up here is the Florida Tennessee. Yeah, I got it's it. at Tennessee. Yeah. Florida's 20 and Tennessee's number 11. So it should be a good game because, like us, you know, when we, were, when we were talking the the uh, SEC East, there was Georgia, and then I had three teams kind of clumped together, Kentucky, Tennessee, and mm. Florida. Well, Kentucky already took care of Florida. Right. So now if Tennessee takes care of Florida, then that's going to leave down you. down to three teams. Yeah, yep. exactly. So that's, that's going to be a, a good game, big game. Uh, I see we both have Clemson and Wake. Clemson, Wake. Clemson, number five, Wake Forest, 21. It is at Wake Forest. I had a little bit higher hopes before this past weekend. Um, that, But there again, like I said, maybe Wake just wasn't a good matchup for Hugh Freeze and Liberty, and uh, and they were looking past that game thinking of Clemson. So, uh, hopefully. Give hopefully them a kitchen be, pass. Yeah, hopefully that will be a good game. Arkansas and A&M. Uh, number ten, Arkansas has to go to number twenty-three. A and M. How does A and M keep having all these home games? <laughs> good, good scheduling. Uh, paying, 
paying all their uh, no. Yeah, exactly. They they got to pay all their bills in the NIL somehow. Yeah, uh, but now yeah. it'd be another another good game. No, uh, you know, A and M bounced back this weekend by beating Miami. I, I I actually thought they might lose that game. I did too. I did too. Uh, so. It was an ugly game. It was an ugly game, but a so, W nonetheless. So, yeah, there's, there's some good games to watch. Arkansas, you got any Ar- other ones? Ar- yeah, I got one more. Arkansas is a little iffy on the road. You know, that I can see Arkansas laying an egg and Texas A&M regaining, you know, their their strength within the voters because mm-hmm. they beat, you know, a number 20 or 10, excuse me, number 10 ranked Arkansas. Right. You know, Arkansas struggles in a lot of games. Yeah. So, we'll see about that. And I like the K-State at Oklahoma game. I mean, I think uh, Oklahoma's been gaining some steam, and K-State plays plays them pretty tough. If it were at K-State, I would probably pick the upset outright. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I still think that's, that's that game has some potential. All right. That's it. That's all, right, that's well, all I got, man. Well, we recapped the, the football. Let's, uh, let's start talking about tailgating. Tailgating. Or homegating, as some people – like to call it when you're not actually at the game. But yeah, these are these are our must-haves, man. These are our must-haves at a tailgate, home gate, yep. at a football party. If you don't have these, I kind of I'll talk about you when I get home. <laughs> so I don't I, have to worry about that here. Nah, we obviously. always have we always have plenty of food here, big spread, and so everybody what, always. Breaks so what you? So, so I, I, I kind of did mine a little different. I think right. you did a top ten. List. I just did a top ten. These are the things that I like the most. And I kind of did two top five lists. All right. I did a, you know, your finger foods where you just go by and grab you, you know, a couple or put put them on your plate and eat some. And then I did meals, not really meals, but like. You entrees. A, mon- a main course type of thing. All that, right, so this, like. is, this is going to be the first place that we actually completely are the opposite. Like for me at a tailgate, I don't want an entree. Right. I don't want anything big. Like for example, I mean, should I break into my list? We can, or if you want me to, since you don't have any entrees, if you want me to tell you what my entrees were, tell I can me do what that. Your, and tell me what your into, entrees Then we can are. get into the rest of them. All right, so my number five is a shrimp boil. At a tailgate. At a tailgate. Uh, well, see, I'm not going to be mad about that. Right. Like, if I roll up to Alabama LSU and you got a shrimp boil exactly. laid out, exactly. I'm not going to be mad about right, that. Because right, that's right. kind of finger food, really. Kind of. I mean, they're all, everything I got on here, you, you eat it with your fingers. Yeah, But yeah. some I kind of, like I said, I kind of broke these down because it's like, the next thing on my list, number four, is a grilled thick-cut bologna on a bun with some chili slaw and mustard. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Love it. <laughs> no, Love it. I've done no, it. Sir. I've done it. <laughs> All right. Well, we ain't never had that here. Yeah. Well, you weren't here for that. We did it for the Giants game, not the oh, Bama I game. Oh, I got you. Yeah, no. And I, it was delicious. I mean, I think bologna, fried bologna. No, not fried. Grilled. Oh, well, big, grilled, thick fried, cut, big, thick clean. cut. I love grill. bologna, but tailgate. Oh, yeah. Nah, I don't know about that. All right, then my next one is Memphis-style baby back ribs. And, yeah, it's a finger food, but it's too like messy. to me. Too, too messy for you. Uh, you ain't got buffalo chip, uh, wings on yours? Yeah, but okay. you know, buffalo wing. Yeah. How can you not say no to a wing? Uh, uh, I mean, a I, rib? I, I I almost went with ribs, so I can't say you know. And you know, I gotta have my rendezvous. I know. Shout rendezvous. out to Memphis. Yeah. Uh, then 
just good old fashioned burgers and dogs. Burgers and dogs. You know, you, you know, sometimes you you need a little something on that belly to soak up that alcohol. So sometimes you need a little bit more than finger food. And then my number one, New York style pizza. Now you can't go wrong with pizza. I don't particularly care for pizza at a at a tailgate, but it's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. I get it. Yep, I get it. So now I'm gonna eat my weight in it. If you put it there, I'm gonna <laughs> right. eat my weight in the pizza. Right, but, but no, I. So those were my my entrees, so to speak. Uh, and then I went into the finger foods. All right. So let's see how many of these you got on your list. Well, you so, just you just name yours and then so we'll I, at number five I got the good old pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. I don't like pigs in a blanket, so that's they're not okay. on my list. And I think I saw this one on your list. But number four I got the seven layer taco dip. That's a must have. Got to have that with some scoops. Scoops. Uh, so you got to have the, the seven-layer taco dip. Number three, I said the buffalo chicken. Got to have buffalo wings. chicken dip. Or dip. I, yeah. I kind of combined them. I don't know if well, you broke it down into two. I broke two. it down because they're different to me. They are different, but you got to have wings. Yeah, dip. you got to have one or the other. You got to either have the buffalo chicken dip or the buffalo wings. I like them both. If you want me at your tailgate, have them both. Right. And then this one you don't see... All the time at tailgates, but I think they're starting to gain a little more popularity, and that's a charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. But, I agree, but to me, that's that kind of to me that's Ivy League. Yeah, <laughs> that's Ivy League. Well, but, but, but what like you got to do? There's there's one secret ingredient that I sets that charcuterie board nah, above like, the rest, and that's a honeycomb. No, nah, I don't like honey at all. <laughs> yeah. Honeycomb's a must. If you've never had a honeycomb, no, you got it. Oh my god! Get goodness. a cracker. What is a Savannah Bee Company? Savannah Bee Company, or and we got we, we got, got a, we, we got, got a connection that does them fresh for us. We got a local guy that does them, and his honey is the bomb. Get a cracker, put a piece of cheese on it, and then cut a piece of that honeycomb and put it on top. Well, I'm gonna give a shout out to Savannah Bee Company because that would be. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna pimp your stuff. Oh, if yeah, you give we, us some love. Oh yeah, we've gone through the honeycomb, that. man. A honeycomb, I keep them. I keep them. I, I, and, I, then, and then my number one, number one must have. It's one of the easiest things in the world to do. <laughs> must have. But it's it's it's. I I ate two platefuls of it Saturday. <laughs> And that's the Crock-Pot Meatballs. Crock-Pot Meatballs. You throw some Italian meatballs in there, some barbecue sauce, some jelly. Turn that Crock-Pot on. Let them warm up. Stir them up every so often. They're versatile. They're mm. versatile. You can just toothpick them. You oh, yeah. Do like me. Go over to the pot with my fork and just keep yeah. eating them. Or, or, even, or even throw the, uh, the little uh, cocktail weenies. In, yeah. in there, too. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I, don't, I prefer the meatballs. I don't like the weenies I prefer the meatballs, but... I don't like the weenie. <laughs> I skip the weenie all the time, man. I don't like cocktail weenie. So, so that that was my list. So, right. what, what did I, what did I miss? All right. So, I'm obviously a more of a, a of a regular blue man, blue collar guy than you are. Okay. Okay. All right. So, my list is pretty simple and sweet. Number ten for me, chips and salsa. Okay. Gotta have chips and salsa. Okay. Number nine is the charcuterie board. I love it. Yeah, I, I mean, meats and cheese, how I, can you go wrong? Salted cured meats, and like they're I delicious. Said, like I said, you want to set that charcuterie board over the top, got to have a honeycomb. Yeah, the honeycomb. 
Number eight, I went with the Crock-Pot Meatballs. Yep. Got to have the Crock-Pot Meatballs. I love them. I like sub sandwiches. That's a sandwiches. Yeah, sandwiches. <laughs> I, I didn't want to sound. I didn't want to sound as dumb as I am. Sub sandwiches, man. I like. I like a sub sandwich yeah, I, cut up. You yeah. know, they're it's easy. They're just, good. Yeah, just grab. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Just grab That's them. a good one. That's a good one. Number six for me is a slider. I don't want a full hamburger. You and know? I, I thought about the sliders. Uh, I agree. I like. You know, I like a bunch of little things because you know I. I, you know, and I watch everybody when we're here, you know, tail or when we're tailgating elsewhere, and everyone's loading up their plate, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't want a big ass hamburger taking up my plate. I just right. I want a little of everything. No, I get so that. I like a slide. I get that. Number five for me is a wing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have the buffalo wing. I mean, that's just a that's a must. And I like the I like the little ones, the little. Yeah, a little you know, crispy. I don't want the big, yeah. big dogs. Yeah, I like I the little the flat, flat, flat the, crispy. Yeah. Number four for me, buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a given. And I'm working my way to why. Number se- number three is the seven-layer dip. Right. To me, that's that's my favorite dip of all. That's a must. Mm-hmm. Number two is just cheese, man. Just have some cheese. Right. Well, I'm, That kind of falls in the shark. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, didn't, I didn't separate, though, because I... I but to I me, gotta include that with if you just have a, an assorted board of cheese, yeah. you got me. Oh, yeah. You got me, especially with a honeycomb. Honeycomb and cheese oh. mm, goes perfect. And number one sounds like a, sounds just, what? Potato chips, man. Right. I want potato well, see, chips. See, I'm going to have them on the side with my no, burgers no, and no. dogs. <laughs> you can't have side stuff. This is, this is my list. You got to have... Different bags of chips. Bags I'll, of chips. I want potato chips. To me, that's 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 the best thing to me at a tailgate is just to eat chips while I'm watching. I think it's something about the salt. I don't know what it is. I just, I mean, I'm a potato chip freak. Okay. So I went, I went a little bit different on yeah, that. Yeah, well, we we were different, but we were we had a lot of the same. Oh yeah. I think you you doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah we had okay, yeah it doesn't surprise me because we're usually. Partaking of the same, you know, and I can use the chip with a piece of cheese and dip it into the seven-layer mm-hmm. dip. You know, I don't have to have nachos or right. tostitos, but you know, scoops. That's very versatile. Well, those are a, those are a must. Those are a must. I mean, I'm sure other people have a whole lot of other things, and I, and you know what's funny is if you go to like different regions, like I've been. To oh a, yeah, yeah. A Michigan game and tailgating up there, the yeah. food is. A little bit different. A little bit different. You know, you go to you go to an LSU game and obviously you're gonna eat some gumbo. Yeah. Some some crawfish. Some crawfish, the low country I like the low country boil idea. Um that didn't even cross my mind to be honest with you. But that you know, that that's that takes too much effort for a tailgate. But if you're at if let's say you're you're at LSU game, Bama against LSU, that's a pretty damn good tailgate right. idea really low country boil and i'm sure it's being duplicated around the yeah stadium. and you know we we have uh done some of that around here is is kind of theme it against our opponent yeah exactly uh, so well i haven't yet figured out how to fillet an eagle for the <laughs> auburn game i mean i don't know if i think that would be frowned upon I, if well, we i mean filleted a bald they're, they're, eagle i thought they were the tar- tigers I'm confused, Auburn. <laughs> Auburn, I'm confused. Are you the Tigers or the Warriors? 
I guess we can't say nothing. Roll Tide. That's right. And we've got Big an elephant. <laughs> and we can't say nothing. So we, we can, but we can say what we want. That's this right. is our podcast. That's right. That's right. If you don't like what we said, send us an email. Send us an email. Yeah, exactly. Urban Buzzed and Ball and PR at gmail.com. Hey, if if uh, there's a recipe you want us to try out at our next next tailgate, email that to us. Yeah. But right now what we're going to do is uh, we've got three bourbons mm-hmm. over there that we're going to taste it, and then we're going to rate, rate that, that shit. shit. Cheers. Cheers. It's time for Rate That Shit. We are here at the bar. We got another nice lineup. I'm going to let Colby tell you about our lineup tonight. Okay. All right. Like I said earlier in the show, we our theme of the show was, was tailgating. And I picked three bourbons that won't break the bank. So we got a lot of music to my ears. That's right. So we got two from the Heaven Hill Distillery and one from Maker's Mark. Uh, the first one we're going to do is Larceny. It's $28 a bottle. The Elijah Craig is $29 a bottle. And then the Maker's Mark is $33 a bottle. So why don't you tell them about our rating system and then I'll tell a little bit more about each bourbon. Yeah, so if you haven't watched our show before, um, we have a pretty simple rating system that we like. We rate our bourbons on a one through four scale. One, it's not good. We're embarrassed to have it. We brown bag it. We don't do that often. No, no, but we have we have done yeah. it a few times. And brown bagging can <laughs> can honestly be due to economics too. I mean, it right. might be that the bourbon is just is not that great for sixty dollars. So number one's a brown bag. Number two, if it's getting better, but it, it may be just a, a good tried and true bourbon that's, that we, we just like to mix it. You know, honestly, you, get, you buy some $30 bourbons that you just want to put some Coke, some ginger ale, whatever, whatever your mixer is. So number three for us, it's getting a lot better. We like On the Rocks. So On the Rocks is, for me, On the Rocks would be a high proof bourbon. Right. Yeah, I like to dilute it down just a little bit, sip on. And then last but not least, number four, top top shelf for us, that's neat. That is a bourbon that can just stand by itself. The way bourbon's meant to be drunk. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, so like I said, I picked out three bourbons for us uh, with tailgating in mind. You know, you want to have a, a good but inexpensive bourbon because... You're going to be sharing it, passing it around, mixing it with, with Coke or Sprite or whatever you like to, to make your mixers with. Spilling it with your drunk friends. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Spilling it, losing it, uh, dropping the bottle, breaking the bottle. Yeah, whatever. So, you know, things that can happen at a tailgate. So anyway, I picked out three bourbons. The first one we're going to try is called Larceny. It's aged for 6 to 12 years. Uh, it's a blend. I'm sorry. It's a blend of bourbons okay. that are aged from six to twelve years. All right. Uh, it's from Bardstown, Kentucky, the Heaven Hill Distillery. It's 92 proof. It's 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. Okay. And you should get like a buttery caramel and honey taste right. with the with the larceny. We shall find out. So it's got a nice. Decent color to me. I yeah, mean, not really amber, maybe more of a copper, maybe. Yeah. Got a good, got a good nose to it. Good smell. Yeah, good smell. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting a little caramel from the smell. A little right. sweet caramel smell. Right. 
How's it taste? That's pretty smooth up front. Yeah. A little on the corn side to me. I, get, I, I do get that, that buttery caramel though. Yeah, so it was a good finish. Yeah. Good finish. Nice, smooth. Not, not... And you said that's 30? $30? 29. 29. All right. Good technical. Yeah. Well, it was, I think it was like 28.95, but we want to get uh, real specific. <laughs> of course, that's before tax. So, yeah, $30. <laughs> I like it. It's good. Yeah, that's I mean, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think you could complain for $30. I mean, to me to me, I used to think thirty dollars was was up there. Yeah, yeah, it was. And yeah. then we moved that to fifty. <laughs> we keep. And now fifty it. seems like that's the middle, middle of the road, middle of the road right, for right, me right. now. We, but we keep at moving any rate, it. no, that's a good thirty dollar bottle. I clearly, I clearly would would put that in a two. Actually, I'm at a three with that. Okay, I'm at a three. All things considered, all things, now, now typically I probably am going to. Throw it over ice and maybe throw a little splash of Diet Coke in there, but but as far as our rating system, I'm, I'm at a three. That was so, that so was, you're you're impressed with. It. Have you ever had Larceny? I have had it. I have okay. had it because that's my first time having Larceny. Okay. okay, I've seen it. Yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just always passed on it because right. there's other ones. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I mean, a two for me is simply because. You know, and I'm not really much of a mixer anyway. Right. You know, I'm pretty much neat. Right. You know, I, I like to taste all kinds of bourbon. So, I mean, but on our on our scale, I would put that. That would be a good mixer. Mm-hmm. Be a great tailgate. Yeah, yeah. You picked a good one. Yeah, that, that's why I chose these. And so moving on from the Larceny to the Elijah Craig. Now, this this that was, the uh, Larceny was 92 proof. The Elijah is 94 proof. So it's a little bit stronger. All right. Uh, it's... They don't give an age statement on there, but it's it's been rumored that uh, they used they used to use twelve year, but then the demand became so high mm. that to meet demand they couldn't wait twelve years. They I wouldn't be able to. It'd be like all the Buffalo Trace stuff right now. You right. wouldn't be able to find it on the shelves. So they were distilling it and aging it for 12 years, they had to quit doing that. So now they don't even give an age distinction because they don't want want to say what it is if they, if they need to go to market with it. And this is a Heaven Hill product? This is also a Heaven Hill. We've been to this one. Now, we didn't taste. Did we, did, we, we did a rye. We did, we did, a, we did a complete we did, rye. Yeah. We did the Elijah Craig rye, but yeah. we did a complete rye. Now, this one, this one definitely looks like it's aged more than this. Even though I know this is a blend, it's kind of difficult right. to judge a blend. But, I mean, this one does have a little bit more of a, a darker color to me. Now, I like Elijah Craig. Obviously, it's a, it's a good, It's got solid. a stronger smell to it. It's a spice, uh, spicier. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to say spicier and smoke, and I said spicier. A spicier smoke um, and like a nutmeg. Yeah, I get... I get I get the nuttiness from it. I get a little bit of the oakiness from it. Um, this has definitely got a little bit more. You said this was higher in proof. Yeah, this is ninety four. Okay, this has got a little more kick to it to me. Um, this bourbon to me is a lot more complex than the Larceny. Um, it's got a lot more flavors. I'm getting a you know a much bigger 
taste on the on the back end right. with this Elijah Craig. I mean, it's hard to judge Elijah Craig just because I like you know I like Elijah Craig, so I'm always going to kind of lean right towards it. And and for the price, I mean, yeah, this, this was right at thirty. Yeah, this that's a that's a strong bourbon for thirty. It bucks. is. It'll get you in trouble. Rate that shit. You know, I I like the larceny better. Wow, we're we're because, really different tonight. Yeah, well, you know, I like the sweeter, and I felt like the larceny was sweeter than the yeah, Elijah yeah. was a little spicier. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna go opposite, probably what you All do. Right. I went three with the larceny. I'm gonna go two with Elijah. I know you went with two two with the larceny, and you're probably gonna go. Yeah, I'm definitely three with go, the Elijah. I'm definitely gonna go three. I mean, if you're a cheap ass. And this is what you have in your collection as your top shelf. I could still drink this oh, yeah. and eat. Oh yeah. I mean, just because I'm I'm a traditionalist anyway. But that's man, that's that's a good bourbon. Everybody should have the small batch, Eliza Craig, and I think you should have this Larceny. I mean, they're both good, but I, I think this I like because this one was more complex to me. But I agree, it was it spicy, peppier, yeah, peppery, yeah, it was spicy. Yeah, and that's that's why. I, I preferred the larceny to the Elijah Craig. But the final now, one we're going to taste. Now, this is not fair because you could probably judge it. <laughs> You've been drinking Maker's Mark, this same bottle. Not well, the not same, the same bottle. Not, no, <laughs> but that, yes. that might last a, a day, a week in, in the house. But, yes, but, I, 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 I do consume uh, quite a bit of Maker's Mark. It's, that's my... They should have rolled out the red carpet for you. Well, I we am were, an ambassador. I do have we my name there. on a barrel there. Okay. So, I I, you know, they did give me a, a little, little ambassador pin. Now, I got to tell you, when we went to, you know, we went to the distillery. That was mm -hmm. our first stop on the bourbon tour. Yeah. It's it was, in Laredo, Kentucky. It was extremely impressive. Yeah. The day we were there, there's snow on the ground. It yeah. Was, it, it was, was beautiful. a Christmas card. It was yeah. a Christmas <laughs> card picture. It was, I mean, it, it was. It was. It was beautiful. They have artwork in their their rink, rick houses. Yep. yep. You know. It, yeah, the, the ceilings. Yeah, it was, uh, it was blown yeah. glass ceilings. It yeah. was Definitely. an amazing experience. I, I grew a, a huge appreciation for that label after that. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of, of the Maker's Mark, this is kind of what changed bourbon. Yep. You know, because bourbon was rye. They were the first weeded, right? Yes. It was uh, one of the founders. The son. It was either a son or a grandson. Yeah. It might have been. He wanted something He wanted smoother. something sweeter, but, but the grandfather was like, you're not changing right. my recipe. Well, granddad died. Yeah. So he changed it and weeded it and uh, because he, he didn't want that, that bitter that rye gives you. I got you. So I remember that. Yeah. So the maker's mark is 90 proof. It's aged for six to seven years. And uh, like I said, uh, the maker's mark distillery in, in uh, Loretto, Kentucky. Just outside of Bardstown by about, what, 15 minutes? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. With the snow on the ground? Yeah, exactly. I think with the snow on the ground, it might have taken us 20 yeah. minutes. But uh, this should be full of uh, vanillas and fruits. A yeah. little bit of oak. Yeah, this one, this one I know has a lot of vanilla spices and. Oh yeah, strong vanilla smell. Yeah, very, very vanilla. -y. And then on the back end for me, I get that fruitiness. I get yeah. that 
almost a floral, a floral note at the end. Right. That, yeah, more fruity to me this than, than the floral. But yeah, I, I get that vanilla on the front and a little bit of yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe pear. Mm. I don't know where you get pear from, but I follow. All right, it's good, man. Duck, rate that shit. Well, I mean, it's to me that's a two. I mean, it's a mixer to me. That's the ultimate. I look at makers that that particular bottle as a, the ultimate mixer to me. I mean, it's just. I know you're a bigger makers fan. I I appreciate the label and the history of makers right. more so than I do the taste of their bourbon. Now now they're what is it? They're forty six. Yes. 46 is good. Mm -hmm. So that one's a two for me. It's a solid. That's a solid two. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to be objective and, you know, not be a homer. Because uh, I. You've always for, mixed it. I, 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 yeah, I do. And that's why, that's why I'm not going to give it a four, even though I love the bourbon. Okay, uh, you're, rolling, I, you're rolling with oh, makers. Oh, yeah. You're going to go down with makers. I got you. I'm, I'm going to. Just because it to me it's a do everything bourbon. It is. It is a Makers and Woodford are two of my favorite bourbons to have on hand because I can make a great old fashioned out of them. Yeah. I can if I want to mix it with some Diet Coke, I can mix it with some Diet Coke. If I want to drink it on the rocks, I can drink it on the rocks. If I want to drink it neat, I can drink it neat. It, to me, Makers and Woodford are just those two go to do anything bourbons you know for the price point and for, and the, for price. the price point it definitely is a is a must-have yeah and it's also a good to me that's a good bourbon to I know we always talk about our own barrel mm -hmm. but that's a good bourbon to blend oh that's what I that's yeah that's what that's what I put in my barrel either that or Woodford like I said yeah. so like I said it to me it's just it's just a all-around do-anything type of bourbon that if you go to any bar or restaurant, I mean, yeah, you're all, they're always gonna have bottle makers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. makers is, is you always see that that melted wax. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Only because I don't think it's as good as a as a, a Willet or a Blanton's or a Chicken Cock or a, yeah. No, what was that? We just uh, the Jefferson's Ocean. We Jefferson's just, Ocean. We just gave Ocean. it a neat. So it, it standing alone side by side, I wouldn't say it's as good as those. You know what though? If you showed it up, showed up at a tailgate with any one of these bottles, they're going to be considered top shelf. At oh, yeah, yeah, because a lot of times you're going to see some Jim Beam yeah. or Jack Daniels yeah, or Crown no. Royal. You show up with this, your boys. Your boys and girls, they're going to be excited. Oh, they're yeah. going to think you're a baller. Right. Well, you're, a, you're a baller if you show up with a yeah, wax. And, and then it's going to be gone before the tailgate's over. So oh, that's yeah. why I said don't don't break out the $100 bottle no, of bourbon. This, you might want to keep this one below below the table, you know, where you keep it under the table so right. no one sees it. But for sure in your bourbon collection or your everyday drinker, these are everyday drinkers. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So I'd say on average, we between the two of us, we... They probably all averaged out to about a two and a half. Because yeah. I think I gave some threes, you gave some twos, and vice versa. Uh, so we that think is, they're excellent. It's the only one I haven't never had. Yeah, we know? think they're excellent bourbons to have in your collection to take uh, 
to a tailgate or yeah. you know go camping or picnic or whatever you'd like to do um so yeah we, we definitely recommend all these yep uh so don't think just because we gave it a two that we don't recommend you know going out and getting it's just the way our rating system works uh yeah what we what we do recommend is that you follow us you like <laughs> us you share us you smash that like button Give us some feedback. Give us a call. Well, no, give us a call, but give us an email. Not yet. One of these days. Yeah, we might One take these days some. We'll call take in. some caller on on line seven. We're build, <laughs> We're building our our uh, our question list. We're building our responses. We're trying to maybe have a show of responses one of these days. So, you know, you can email us at bourbonbuzzandballinpr at gmail .com. Of course, we have all the socials: YouTube, Instagram. Um, I have to look back. Oh, TikTok. And then you can catch us on Spotify, Spotify and Apple. And yep. Apple. But yeah, um, uh, Larceny, Elijah Craig, Maker's Mark, good bourbons, especially for the price. Excellent you know, bourbons. If, if you want that, if you want a, a good bourbon, but you don't want to spend $40, $50 on, grab one of these three. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, in this price point, I mean, if we were just doing it just on price point, these would have all been threes and fours. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, solid bourbons for sure. Yeah, yeah. So definitely these these are great bourbons to go out and get and have. And uh I think that's that pretty it. much wraps up this episode. Good uh, show. Yeah. As always, good was show. That eight of them. Eight episodes. No, this was, was nine. This, nine? this was nine. Oh, hell, was... I've lost track. <laughs> is, the time has flown by. I, I, I know it doesn't and because we're only doing one a week, so it, I mean that's over two months. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like we've been doing it that long. But. No, no. Enjoying the hell out of it. But yeah, we're it. having a good time. It's a fun little hobby. And, uh, you know, we, we're just going to keep doing it. We'll be back next week with episode 10. Of course, we'll we'll have an opening toast. Mm -hmm. Yet to know what that's going to be. Uh, no. we'll, we'll come in hot with some current events. And then, of course... I mean, during uh, during football season, it's, it's cool we're going to be dis football. we're going to be discussing football every weekend during football season. Um, but then, after we kind of hit the highlights of, of college and pro football, we're going to talk a little bucket list. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk a little bucket list and what you got. What's your bucket list of sporting event venue? Who you wanna Who you wanna go watch play? Do you wanna you know, for us, for us, it was Gretzky, mm -hmm. Jordan. Those those were the big ones oh, yeah. I always yeah. wanted to see. Of course, yeah. Eric Dickerson, I wanted to see in person. Right. But what's your bucket list? You know, we're gonna we're gonna create our own bucket list and yeah, share I mean, those. Do you, you want to go sit at the Green Monster at Fenway Park, Wrigley, you know, Wrigley Field? I mean, there's President's Cup. Do you want to go to the pre? Wait. I might be going to the President's <laughs> Cup. The Masters. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We've done that. <laughs> the World Series. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. wait. I haven't done that. <laughs> oh, sorry about your luck. <laughs> oh, wait. The Stanley Cup. I have done that. I don't think I have. Mm -hmm. Hockey fan, too. <laughs> well, my team's only won once in, well, like, my lifetime. <laughs> it wasn't my team, but, you know, you got to go to the Stanley Cup when you get free tickets. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to work on our list this week and we'll bring them to you next week and uh hopefully we'll have some fun with that and y'all will find that interested and email us and, and give us some of your ideas so sweet we got something to cheers with yeah 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 we right. still got our i still got my i got still got a little bit of buffalo a little buffalo trace here and 
And Buffalo Trace, that's another one, $30. If you can find it. Yeah, if you can find it, it it's right in here. It, it probably... I think this one's better than Buffalo Trace. Yeah, and I, I might have to disagree with that. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, we had a good time. Yeah. And we, we, like, we don't want to always agree on everything. No, that would be boring. Boring, right. We're not so, boring. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.